1. God the Father contrived the scheme and method of justification. It would have been a puzzling question to angels and men had not he resolved it. How should man, sinful man, be just with God? But God, in his infinite wisdom, found a ransom, a ransom, a redeemer of his people, to bring in everlasting righteousness for them, and thereby acquit them and discharge them, and deliver them from going down to the pit of ruin and destruction. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, was with him, forming the scheme and their peace and reconciliation of their redemption, justification and salvation, not imputing their trespasses, but the righteousness of his Son unto them. Job 33, 24, 2 Corinthians 5, 19. God was with Christ, reconciling the world to himself, was with him, forming the scheme of their peace and reconciliation, of their redemption, justification and salvation, not imputing their trespasses, but the righteousness of his Son unto them. Job 33:24, 2 Corinthians 5:19. 2. He sent his Son in the fullness of time to execute this scheme. He sent him in human nature, made under the law, subject to it, and in the room and stead of his people, and to yield a perfect obedience to it. And he sent him in the likeness of sinful flesh, with their sins imputed to him, and by making him a sacrifice for sin. Through his sufferings and death, he bore the penalty of the law, that so the whole righteousness of the law, or all it could demand, both with respect to precept and penalty, might be fulfilled in them. They, being represented by him, Galatians 4, verse 4, Romans 8, 3 and 4, 3. A perfect righteousness being wrought out by Christ, agreeable to the requirements of the law and justice, by which the law is magnified and made honourable, and justice satisfied. God the Father approves of it, is well pleased with it, and accepts it as the justifying righteousness of them that believe in Christ. 4. He imputes the righteousness to believers as their own. This is the Father's act of grace. Romans 4 verse 6. Of him, that is, of God the Father, are ye, in Christ Jesus, chosen in him and united to him, who of God the Father is made unto us righteousness, which is done by his act of imputation. Romans chapter 4 verse 6, 1 Corinthians 1 30. Secondly, God the Son, the second person is concerned in the justification of men. By his knowledge, Jehovah the Father, shall my righteous servant justify many, Isaiah 53, verse 11. 1. Christ is a divine person. As he has power to forgive sin, so to absolve and justify from it, of which we have some instances. Even when he was here on earth in human nature, as to the man sick of palsy, and said, Thy sins are forgiven thee. And to the woman taken in adultery, Neither do I condemn thee, which was full acquittance and discharge. And to his apostles he said, Ye are clean, every whit clean, free from sin, and finally absolved from it, through the word I have spoken unto you. The sentence of justification by his blood and righteousness he had pronounced upon them. Matthew 9, 2, John 8, 11, and 15, 3, and 13, 10. 2. 
as mediator. Christ is the author of the righteousness of which sinners are justified. As he was to bring in everlasting righteousness, he has brought in one. Hence, he is called the Lord, our righteousness, the Son of righteousness, and the end of the law for righteousness. And men are made righteous by his obedience and justified by his blood. Jeremiah 23, 6, Malachi 4, 2, Romans 10, 4, and 5, 9, and 19. 3. As the head and representative of his people, they are justified in him. As Adam's natural posterity, sinning in him, were condemned in him, judgment came upon them all unto condemnation. So all Christ's spiritual seed and offspring are justified in him. For in the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified, and shall glory, as he was delivered into the hands of justice and death for their offences, to make satisfaction for them. So he was raised again for their justification. And when he was raised, he was justified, acquitted, and discharged himself from all the sins of his people imputed to him, having satisfied for them, and then they were justified in him. Isaiah 45.25, Romans 4.25, 1 Timothy 3.16. For as Christ has wrought out a righteousness for his people, so he actually puts it upon them, clothes them with it, says the church, he hath covered me with a robe of righteousness. He is that angel of the Lord before whom Joshua has brought and accused by Satan, and to whom he himself said, I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. Isaiah 49.10, Zechariah 3.4 5. As it is to faith, the righteousness of Christ is revealed, and by faith it is received. Hence believers are said to be justified by faith. So this faith, as well as righteousness, is of Christ, as he is the object of it. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. So he is the, the author and finisher of it. John 14.1, Hebrews 10.2 Thirdly, the Holy Spirit of God, the third person, has also a concern in the justification of sinners. 1. He convinces men of righteousness, of their want of righteousness, of the weakness, imperfection and insufficiency of their own righteousness, that they have none that can be called a righteousness and that, unless they have a better righteousness than that, they will never enter the kingdom of heaven. John 16, verse 8. 2. He brings near the righteousness of Christ, not only externally in the ministry of the word, but internally by the illumination of his grace. This is one of those things of Christ he takes and shows to souls enlightened by him. He shows them the fullness, glory and suitableness of the righteousness of Christ. How perfect it is, how adequate to all the demands of law and justice and how suitable to them to cover their naked souls, to secure them from condemnation and death, to justify them before God and to render them acceptable in his sight and entitle them to eternal life. 3. He works faith in convinced and enlightened persons to look at the righteousness of Christ and take a view of its glorious excellencies, to approve of it, to desire it, to lay hold on it, and to receive it as their justifying righteousness, 
Such a faith is of the operation of God, of the Spirit of God. It is what he works in the saints and enables them to exercise it. Hence he is called the Spirit of Faith. Colossians 2.13, 2 Corinthians 4.13 He bears witness to their spirits that they are interested in the righteousness of Christ and are justified by it. And he pronounces the sentence of justification in their conscience or declares them justified in the name of Christ on account of his righteousness and which is the meaning of their being justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. 1 Corinthians 6.11 3. The objects of justification and they are the elect. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth that is the elect. Romans 8 verse 33 For who else can be meant? 1. Elect men and not elect angels. For though there are elect angels and they are holy, just and righteous and so may be declared to be what they are, just and righteous, and in that sense justified. Yet since they never laboured under the suspicion of a crime, nor were ever chargeable with any, they cannot, in a strict sense, be said to be justified. But elect men, who are sinners in Adam, as chosen in Christ their head, are reckoned righteous, for justification is a branch of election in which the elect are reckoned as righteous, through the righteousness of Christ. And these being the objects of justification show the eternality of the act, since election was from the beginning and before the foundation of the world, and the speciality of it, since the elect are a special and peculiar people, and the security of it, for it is certain, being closely connected with predestination, whom God predestinates, he calls and justifies, and its being a security from wrath, and condemnation for whom he justifies, he glorifies. Romans chapter 8 verse 30. The redeemed ones are the objects of justification. All that are chosen are redeemed, and all that are redeemed are justified. Justification proceeds upon redemption. Being justified freely by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Romans 3 verse 24. By which they are redeemed from all their iniquities, and from all the curses of the law due unto them, and so are acquitted and discharged. 3. Pardoned ones. For all that are chosen and redeemed are pardoned, and those are justified. The chosen are pardoned. 4. The Lord says, I will pardon them whom I reserve. Jeremiah 1.20 That is, whom he has reserved for himself by the act of election. And the redeemed are pardoned, for forgiveness of sin is a branch of redemption, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, Ephesians 1, seven, and whose sins are forgiven, they are justified, Romans 4, 6, 7. 4. Hence it appears that the objects of justification are not all men, for all men are not chosen. They are only a remnant according to election of grace. Nor are all men redeemed, for those that are redeemed are redeemed from among men and out of every kindred, tongue and nation. Nor are all pardoned, for there are some whose sins go beforehand to judgment and are never forgiven, nor do all men believe. Faith is peculiar to God's elect. Nor are all men saved from wrath, as they would be 
if justified by the blood of Christ. Some will go into everlasting punishment, when the righteous shall go into everlasting life. And so all are not justified. Though there is an all that are justified, even all the seed and offspring of Christ, the seed of Israel, on whom the gift of righteousness comes to justification of life, Isaiah 45:25, Romans 5:18. Yet they are many, Isaiah 53, verse 11, Romans 5, verse 19, for whom Christ gave his life a ransom, and whose blood was shed for the remission of their sins. Those are said to be many, Matthew 20, 28, and 26, 28. 6. The objects of justification are described as sinners and ungodly. Sinners, Galatians 2.17, ungodly, Romans 4.5. So they are in their unregenerate state. But when converted, they are described as believers in Christ. For the righteousness of Christ is unto all and upon all them that believe. It is applied unto them and put upon them, and they have a comfortable sense and perception of their justification by it. They believe in Jesus Christ, that they might be justified by the faith of Christ, by Christ, the object of faith, and through believing in him, have a comfortable view of their justification before God, and acceptance with him. Hence it is said, that by him, all that believe are justified, openly and manifestly, and have the testimony and comfort of it within themselves, and these may be said to be justified by faith, by Christ, and his righteousness received by faith. Romans 5, 1, 3, 22, Galatians 2, 16, Acts 13, 39, and such are not nominal believers who only have a notional historic faith, or who only profess to believe, as Simon Megas did, but who, with the heart, believe unto righteousness, who truly and heartily believe in the righteousness of Christ for their justification before God, and such shall never come into condemnation. Romans 10, verse 10, John 5:24. 4. The charges, or sins, such are justified from, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Romans chapter 8, verse 33. From all charges, all that may be truly brought against them, all criminal charges they are chargeable with. 1. They are chargeable with original sin, the sin of the first man. They were seemingly in his loins when he ate the forbidden fruit, as Levi was in the loins of Abraham when he paid tithe to Melchizedek. They were federally in him as their covenant head and representative and sinned in him. They became chargeable therewith and judgment so far proceeded against them as to bring them under the sentence of condemnation and death. But God justifies and acquits them from their offence through the gift of his son's righteousness, which comes unto them to justification of life. And he frees them from the bondage of the disobedience by which they were made sinners through the imputation of Christ's obedience to them. Romans 5, 12, 18 and 19. 2. They are chargeable with impurity of nature and a want of original righteousness, which Adam, by sinning, lost, and all his posterity are without it. They are conceived in sin, 
and bring an impure nature into the world with them, which is the case of all, even of God's elect. The law requires purity and holiness of nature and charges with the want of it, but God justifies from this charge through the imputation of the holiness of Christ's human nature to them which is a branch of their justification and is thought by some divines to be the law of the spirit of life in him which frees from the law of sin and death and who is made to his people sanctification and righteousness and was typified by the high priest having an inscription on his forehead holiness unto the lord romans chapter 8 verse 2 1 corinthians 130 exodus 28.36 3. They are chargeable with actual sins before conversion and those many and some very heinous and yet God justifies from them all as Saul was chargeable with blasphemy, persecution and doing injury to others but obtained pardon, mercy and justifying righteousness. The Corinthians were guilty of some of the blackest crimes and most enormous sins, yet were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. The apostles and others before conversion were disobedient, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, and yet were justified by the grace of God, and made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. 1 Timothy 1.13, 1 Corinthians 6.9, 10, 11, and Titus 3, 3.7. 4. They are chargeable with a multitude of sins after conversion, with many revoltings and sometimes with great backslidings. Their failings and infirmities, errors and mistakes are innumerable, yet all are forgiven, and they are cleansed and justified from them. James 3 2, Psalm 19 12, Hosea 14 4. 5. They are justified from all their sins, of whatsoever kind that they can be charged with for they that believe in Christ are justified from all things from all sins from all criminal charges God forgives all their trespasses for Christ's sake and his blood cleanses from all sin Acts 13.39 Colossians 2.13 1 John 1.7 6. They are justified by the righteousness of Christ from all things from which they could not be justified by the law of Moses. For there were some sins which the law made no provision or sacrifice for, as adultery and murder, such therefore that despised Moses' law, by breaking it in such distances, died without mercy. But God justifies from all such sins as well as others, through the righteousness of Christ. Acts 13, 39, Hebrews 10, 28, Hebrews 9, 15 and 26. 7. God justifies his elect from all charges brought against them, from whatever quarter whatsoever, and whether true or false, do they bring charges against themselves, as they often do. Conscience, which is a thousand witnesses, accuses and condemns them. But though their hearts and consciences condemn them, God is greater than their hearts and knows all things, what provisions he has made for them in covenant, what a righteousness his Son has wrought out for their justification. And though, as on one hand, if a good man knows nothing by himself, yet he is not hereby justified, so on the other, 
Though he knows much by himself and against himself, yet God clears him from all. Do saints bring charges, one against another, sometimes rightly and sometimes wrongly, whether privately or publicly, and do not forgive one another, as they should do, since God, for Christ's sake, forgives them. Yet God forgives all, and clears from all charges true and false. Does the world bring charges against them, as they frequently do, even speak all manner of evil falsely, for Christ's sake, as Tertullius, the orator against the Apostle Paul? Yet every tongue that raises up in judgment against them, God will condemn, for their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord, plainly suggesting that he would justify and acquit them from all Isaiah 44:17. Does Satan go about the earth to pick up charges against the people of God and then accuse them to him, as he did to Job, whence he is called the accuser of the brethren? Jehovah repels his charges and rebukes him for them. An instance of this we have seen in the vision of Zechariah, chapter 3, 1, 2, 3 and 4. In a word, whatever charges the law of God brings against the elect, which is broken by them, and for which it accuses, pronounces guilty, curses and condemns, and whatever charges the justice of God can produce against them, the mouth of the one and the other is stopped by the righteousness of Christ, by which the one is honoured and magnified, and the other is satisfied and well pleased, and so a full justification from all charges take place, and God is just when he is the justifier of him that believes in Jesus.